we had an amazing Resurrection Sunday here at Faith Chapel. Please enjoy this special podcast with prayer time, healings, and worship. He is alive. We're not here for a social program today. We're not here just for religious obligation today. We are here because Jesus is alive. He ascended to the right hand of the Father, and he sent his spirit to live in us, and our children are not too young, and the anointing of the Lord is in their lives. Aren't they a beautiful group of young people? Yeah, we love them. We love them. And we're going to start off this morning with them singing, all right? So just enjoy that today. At the cross, at the cross, I 
in life, it has appeared that death has the final say. We say goodbye to our loved one, we stand at their grave or at their tomb, and we think about what was lost. But 2,000 years ago, the author of life came to the people that he created. And because he is the author of life, he can lay it down and pick it back up again. And that is exactly what he did. He opened the tomb and the angel said, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he has risen. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Resurrection Sunday Faith Chapel style. We are going to have an encounter with the presence of the Lord. We're going to encounter His presence. Um, if you look back here to this back wall, you'll notice, uh, you'll notice Marvin and Chris Guffey. But besides Marvin and Chris Guffey, you'll notice where our prayer wall is. I just want to point this out. This week, when we gathered together, uh, we felt like we were supposed to remove all the prayer requests off of that wall and that this Sunday, that wall would become a miracle wall for testimonies of what's taking place. And we've got some needs we've been praying about for a while that'll go right back on that prayer wall. But we just took them down for this, this Sunday morning and we asked people that had a miracle of healing or of freedom or of deliverance that took place to write that down and to share that. So what you see up there is from the first service this morning, those represent healed bodies, depression that was broken, words that were given. All of those tags represent God is touching his people. All right, he is here to touch his people today. And so we're gonna set an atmosphere to glorify the Lord. And this is going to be different than our, than our typical uh, Resurrection Sunday service is, okay? We're just going to invite the presence of God here, which we always do. But we're, we're letting the Lord truly just direct what takes place in this moment. Gifts of healing are going to happen. Gifts of freedom, gifts of deliverance. Pastor Brad, what's going to be called out? Are you ready? Whatever the Holy Spirit gives us. And we're going to receive what he has for us today. But more than anything, he's going to be glorified. We don't serve a savior that's in a tomb. We don't serve a savior that saw decay. We serve a savior who rose and ascended to the right hand of the Father. And because we are in Christ Jesus, God's word says in authority, we're in that place as well. We have the authority of the Lord and we're gonna operate in it today. So if you're a first time guest of Faith Chapel today, just get ready to experience his presence and get ready to enjoy what he has for us. God, do the things only you can do and be glorified in this space, in this moment. For Christ's sake we pray, amen, amen. We believe. We believe in God the Father. We believe he made heaven and earth and you and me. Created from the hands of the Creator, we didn't make ourselves, no. He has made us. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, the one that was spat on, the one that was crucified on our behalf, the one that our sin put into the grave. But our worst could not keep his best from shining through. 
On the third day, he rose out of the grave. On the third day, he invaded the world. On the third day, he was free. On the third day, we are free. Third day changed the world forever. Today can be the third day. Today is the day that God has made. Today is the day Christ will transform our lives. Today our broken hearts are healed by His hands. Today He will rescue us from the grave. Rejoice, people of God. Shine in His glorious light. We believe the good news. God is here and His grace will change the world. This we believe. this morning. We're going to celebrate our risen Savior. Amen.
God, we honor your name. You promised in your word that you live in the praises of your people. You inhabit that place. And so we have no doubt that you're here. <laughs> you were here before we arrived and you came with every one of us, but there's something extra special when we begin to honor you. I thank you, God. The Lord gives gifts of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes he gives gifts of healing, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, signs and wonders and miracles. He gives all sorts of different gifts. One of the gifts that he's given right now, he's giving me a word of knowledge. And I, I just really feel like the Lord's telling me to call out someone that's, you've got a hurt left knee. And I don't know if it's an old injury, something you've had for a while, but you struggle with a lot of pain in your knee. It, maybe it could be either knee, but I really feel like it's the left knee. Um, who is, and there might be more than one person. Okay. Man, my good, is it left with everybody here? Is it? <laughs> All right. Um, this isn't pre-recorded. We're just trying to listen to the Holy Spirit. So those of you that raise your hand, just lift them right back up again, okay? We're just going to release healing over you. All right. Church, look, I mean, you see people responded. Would you just stretch out a hand toward them? And just say, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we release the gift of healing to your sons and daughters. Lord, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you give good gifts to your children. And if our body is your temple, we trust that you heal our body. And in Jesus' name, God, I just ask that you would release, release healing anointing right now into these knees, Lord. And I pray that no longer will there be a grinding where the kneecap grinds against the joint. I just ask for that to be completely liberated. I pray for all pain to be removed. I just declare that no surgery is needed. I thank you that tendons and cartilage are reattached and they work properly. I just thank you for that, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. I thank you. If, if you came in here a little apprehensive or maybe a little cynical about this stuff, um, I, just, the, I just feel like the Holy Spirit speaking to me to let you know this isn't a load of crap. And because I think that might be the word that went through your head. Okay, I don't use that word from the platform very often, only about three times a year. And I, I really feel like the Lord wants you to know this isn't a load. He loves his people. And as a matter of fact, he's having me call that out so that you would know he loves you. He loves you. This isn't a load. This is his Holy Spirit's in this place. Okay? His Holy Spirit's here. God, we just thank you. Why don't you just have a seat for just a moment? Have a seat for just a moment. I'll, I'll kind of let you know where we're headed. Okay? Um, our children are going to stay in here with us for this, this little devotional thought that I'm going to share. And as we have our first prayer time, um, they'll be in here with us. And after this first prayer time, as we pray for people to be healed, we didn't know. We thought maybe some of your children might even need healing. And we didn't want to, them to miss out on that. So after we've had this moment of praying for people that need physical healing, 
Um, we've got our FC kids team. They're all there ready to go. And, it, and they'll be there to receive your children as, as you release them to go back to the back. But we'll do that in just a little while. So just so you know what's going on. Um, how many have ever been to church before today? How many have never been in a church service before? Is there anybody here you've never? David, our, our sound man raised his hand. Um, so uh, shows there's a lot of lying in the church, really, when you think about it, doesn't it? Um, so... So if, you, I mean, if you've been in church, you know how we, we kind of tend to do it. And we really felt like the Lord told us intentionally to not plan everything out, to kind of have some categories, but not to have it all filled in. And one of the categories that I'm, I'm supposed to share with you is just an instruction about the glory of the Lord, which is a little different for a, a Resurrection Sunday. But if you, if you like to jot notes down, I, I encourage you just to type, you know, thumb these out in your phone. Uh, just a couple of these verses. I'm going to do this real quickly because we're going to pray for people that need healing and they're going to be healed. As a matter of fact, I mean, as long as we're here, how many that raised your hand that you need healing and your knees are already feeling different in your knee? Are you, Pam, is, it, is the pain completely gone or mostly gone? It's almost all the way gone already. Um, that's amazing. Anybody, I saw a hand back here who... Are you feeling healing in your knee already? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. We, we've learned to celebrate here. If it's like 60% better, we actually, rather than going, why not all of it? We celebrate what we get because, we sell, because I can't do 60% on my own. How many of you can? So when the Lord starts giving it, we just start celebrating with what we're receiving. And if you're like, I haven't got it yet, then you need to be one of the first people that you let us lay hands on you and pray for you here in just a moment, okay? All right, let's do this quickly, because I said I would. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, you've heard this verse. How many of you have heard this one before? All have sinned in what? Okay, let's just break it down. The Greek word for sin means to miss the mark. So rather than talking about how awful we are right now, Let's just say that we missed the mark. Has anybody else here ever know you've missed the mark? Okay, God's word says all have missed the mark. Now, this is an archery term. I don't know if you know that. I find it fascinating that if somebody held the bow in their hand, they pulled the arrow out of their quiver, they put that arrow in and they pulled it back. And when they would let go of that arrow, it, obviously they were aiming at a mark. They were aiming at the bullseye. But God's word says, all of us miss the mark. And some of you might be going, I'm a great archer. I don't miss the mark. The problem is, we're told at the end of this verse where the mark is. The mark is the glory of God. All have missed the mark and they fall short of the glory of God. The bullseye is the glory of God, which leads to the very simple question, what's the glory of God? Now, in the original Greek, the word that was used here was doxa the doxa of theos the glory of theos what is that have you ever heard that's kind of a church word isn't it well glory what, what does that even mean if you look up glory in the original greek you'll find that it means brightness splendor majesty it also means kingly majestic here's another one heavy have you ever been in a worship time and in the worship time, it felt heavy in a good way. You're like, whoa, 
something came in, I want you to know, all of a sudden you begin to just sense the tangible nearness of the, of the Lord. So all of us have missed the mark of the glory of God. The problem is we can't get there. God's glory is in the highest heavens, and there's not one of us that's going to get there on our own. And so God had a solution. Look in John chapter 1, verse 14. It says, the word. Now, when we're talking about word here, we're not talking about your King James or your new King James or your NIV or your NIV 1984 or your new American Standard. We're not, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the word. We're talking about the living word of God. We're talking about Jesus, that the living logos, he, he put on flesh and he made his dwelling among us. Now, actually, if you would translate that literally, it would say that he set up camp among us. Any people like to go camping here in a five-star hotel where they bring you your, right, okay, I get it. Jesus set up camp among us. Have, have you ever read in the Old Testament before where Moses would go into, they called it the tent of meeting? And when he would go into this place, he would meet with God and the glory of God would descend over that tent and the glory would fill and come bursting forth out of that tent. And all the Israelites would stand at the entrance to their own tent and they would wait for Moses to come away from that moment. They were able to observe the glory of God, but they weren't able to go into it. You know what Jesus did? He set up camp. He is, he is the tent. We don't have to go to some tent that Moses hauled around the wilderness for 40 years. Jesus is the tent. He made his glory, his dwelling among us. And John says, we've seen his doxa, his splendor, his majesty, his brightness, his weightiness, his royalty. We've seen it, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. How many you know that all the glory of God is wrapped up in Jesus? But aren't you thankful that Jesus shared that which was given to him. Look in John chapter 17. Jot this down so you don't ever forget this, okay? In John 17, we get to read a prayer that Jesus prayed the night before he was executed for us. Now, we all know about that one part of the prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. You all remember it? Lord, <laughs> if it be your will, let this cup pass from me but not what I will, what you will. How many of you remember that prayer? But did you know there was quite a bit of praying that took place before that? And John was eavesdropping, and he remembered it. And at the beginning of John 17, Jesus prays for himself, and I don't blame him. He was getting ready to face the cross, and he was gonna endure the agony and the pain and the shame of the cross for you guys, for me, okay? So he prayed for himself. Then he prayed for the disciples. And how many you know the disciples need it? <laughs> and it was proven again because when they struck the shepherd, they scattered. And they all ran throughout the night. But you get to verse 20 and he says, my prayer is not for them alone, them referring to the disciples. He said, it's not for them alone. Look at this. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message. Let me just do this for a second. How many of you believe in Jesus? How many believe in his love for you? Guess what? That's verification that Jesus himself prayed for you. And look what he said. I pray that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also get along with one another. Oh, wait, no. 
That's not what it says. You know, we, we talk a lot about unity in the church, that we need to get along, we need to work together. But that's not actually what Jesus prayed for here. Oh, there's other verses that we're supposed to talk about our unity with one another. But here he said, Father, I pray that they may be one, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them what? The the glory, the doxa, the splendor, the brightness, the majesty, the weightiness of his presence. I've given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. What is he praying here? The same glory that I carried, I am giving it to them that they may be one with us. This is about, I'll use a big word, Trinitarian fellowship. This is the moment when the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit said, if you believe in the work of Jesus, come on into the relationship. Come on into the glory. Come on into the weightiness. Come on in and receive everything that we have for you. No wonder Romans chapter 8, 11 says this. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who lives in you. I know he's not in a tomb because he's in me. I know he's not in a tomb because he's in you. I know he's not in a tomb because his presence expands the galaxy. I know he's not in a tomb because a tomb cannot contain the author of life. I know that he's not there. I know that he's in this house. And I know that the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is in me. And he gives life to me. And if he gives life to me, he gives life to you. And if he gives life to you, he's got life for this planet. No wonder 1 John 4, 4 says this. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. We're going to operate in gifts. Pastor Brad, are you crazy enough to believe that you can lay your hands on the sick and see them recover? Absolutamente. With everything in me. Are you crazy enough to believe that Jesus died and rose again so that you could just go to church? Are you crazy enough to believe that Jesus died and rose again just so you could be called a Christian? Are you crazy enough to believe that Jesus conquered death, but he can't take care of your sinuses? Are you crazy enough to believe that the author of life is alive, but cancer wins? Are you kidding me? If I believe he lived, if I believe he died, if I believe he rose, I'm going to believe the whole package. And if he's in me, there is nothing impossible. If he's in you, there is nothing impossible. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Come on. I'm going to ask my prayer team, would you begin to disseminate into the different areas of our sanctuary? We have people that have been fasting and praying. Not because we earn anything in fasting. Typically, we just get hungry. But when we fast and pray... We quit relying on our own strength so that we'll rely on His. And we've got people that are at the front. We've got people that are at the tables in the back. We've got people that are going to be over by the miracle wall. And God's not going to call out every sickness in this room. 
That's not the way it works. He'll call out a few because he's just kind that way, but he won't call it all out. But whether it's called out or not, it doesn't matter. He's already here and he knows. And we have people that are going to agree with you and we're going to release gifts of healing. And you know what? You'll be healed. You'll be healed. I mean, if you can believe you can be saved, we'll believe that you can be healed. Some of you are going to get a prophetic word today. You're going to come up to somebody and they're going to speak over you and you're going to receive a, pro a prophetic word. So as Pastor Josh and the team, they're going to just begin to lead us in another worship song. After a little while, after this worship moment, we've had a chance to pray. And children, if none of you need prayer, okay, after a moment or two, parents, you kind of help them in this. All right, after a moment or two, you can go ahead and begin to release them back to the FC Kids counter. We'll make sure that they don't slip out the front door on you and go to Jimmy John's, okay? And we'll release them back there for what God has for them, but we didn't want them to miss prayer if they needed that today. I'm gonna ask you to stand with me. First of all, it just makes it easier for people to get out, all right? And after you've stood for a little while, if you're like, I, I wanna sit down in my, while I'm worshiping, that's perfectly fine, but allow people the freedom to move. If you were given that word about your knee, but as of yet, you've not received healing, come on down, let us lay hands on you or go right step to the back if that's closer. Somebody will be there for you. I'm hearing the Lord speak to me that somebody, you've suffered um, injury in your hand and maybe it's both hands, but it's never completely recovered. You don't have the stretch of the fingers and maybe even arthritis set in. I, I'm saying maybe because I'm not sure, but I know that the, you have injury that's happened to your hand. And the Lord's saying, if you've had hand injury, he's going to heal you and raise you up today. I'm also hearing that if you've got a blood disorder, if you've got a blood disorder, today is the day that new blood is going to flow into you and healing is going to be given to you in the name of Jesus. Also, there's somebody in here, you've noticed lately that you're, now, come on, jot this stuff down because the Holy Spirit's giving, I'm just giving it as fast as I'm getting it, that you're, you've been losing your peripheral vision. And you've even like, am I losing my peripheral vision? You've even been questioning. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm losing my peripheral vision. The, you are, but the Lord's going to open that up for you today. Peripheral vision is going to be restored to you today. So if, if that's you and you need healing in that area, let us lay hands on you and you're going to be delivered. And I just keep hearing cursed diabetes, cursed diabetes. So in Jesus' name, we curse diabetes. If, you, if, you, if that is something you struggle with, man, we curse diabetes from your life in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Please go to any one of our prayer team. Let us pray over you, whether your need was called out or not, as we continue to worship this morning.
continue to pray and worship. Like we said, if you need to sit down, please feel free, okay? Whatever you need to do, let's just stay focused on the Lord. I'm hearing a couple of things. Does anybody carry a phone with them in the world today? Okay. If you're in here and there's somebody you've been praying for that they need healing, I feel like right now, take a moment to text them a declaration of healing. There's an anointing right now that far exceeds these walls. And I'm going to take a moment as well. I've got a couple family members that need healing, and I feel like it's something I'm supposed to do. And I feel like the Lord would take that authority and feel like I'm not even sure how to do it. Just if they've asked you to pray, just say, I've been praying for you. We are worshiping. Healing is happening. Hey, as you're receiving gifts of healing, please go and write it down and let the testimonies begin to go on that wall, okay? So so just let them know, I'm in a worship service. God is healing people, and I am asking him 
to release healing over you right now. And then take it a step farther and say, and I declare healing over you in the name of Jesus. Because you have the right to do that. You have the right to do that, okay? Also, as we're moving, we're going to continue in prayer. We need to break a spirit of heaviness and depression off some people this morning. And some of you, you have grown so used to carrying depression and heaviness, you don't even, you don't even notice that you're doing it anymore. And the Lord wants to break that off. And it, listen, it goes hand in hand with a spirit of fear. It goes hand in hand with a spirit of fear. And if a spirit of fear has been knocking on your door, we need to break that off. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind, okay? And even as I mentioned this, somebody came up to me right before service. This was a word in our first service, and I feel that it flows into our second service. Some of you, your children lately have even been more restless at night, more nightmares. They're talking about seeing things. Don't you dare dismiss it as, oh, that's just your imagination. Even if it is imagination, God's word says that we're to cast down imagination that hinders us in the Lord. But I really feel there's an assignment to bring fear into your children. So take it for real and let's break that thing so it doesn't hinder them. So if your children lately, if they've more talking about being afraid of dark, they haven't been wanting to go to sleep in their own room, Maybe they, you know, typically you drop them off every day at school, but the last week they're like, I don't want to go. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. You're like, I don't even know what's going on. Before you get mad at them, recognize the enemy is attacking your family and let's break the spirit of fear. I'm going to ask you, how many have been battling a spirit of fear or a spirit of discouragement, heaviness, okay? We need to break that off. Let's break it off. And we can make declarations, but since we're here, and we've got people ready to pray with you. Please come to someone, let them pray with you. Let them agree with you. People in the back, people in the front. And uh, Pastor Josh and the team, they've got another song. I don't know if you know this one. But as they begin to sing it, just focus on the words, focus on worship. And as you learn it, let it be a part of your worship. And then I'll be back up in a few minutes to share one more thought with you, okay? But let's break depression. Let's break fear. And I'm, I implore you to quote the Apostle Paul. If there's somebody you've been praying for, there's an anointing right now. Release it through your text message and release it to your family. The, there, how many you know there's no distance in the Holy Spirit? If you've got family member three states away that you're praying for, is God there? Is God there? So you don't have to reach across the miles you are making a declaration that the God that is very much around them and with them right now is going to raise them up in the name of Jesus, okay? So God, I just, I invite you to do the miraculous. I invite you to do the impossible. As a matter of fact, we say it, God, that in Christ, all things are possible. All things are possible. In the name of Jesus, release great anointing through this moment. And just as an authority in the Lord, I take authority over the spirit of discouragement that disses the courage of your people. I take authority over depression. 
in oppression. You're under our feet. Romans 16, 19 and 20 says, be excellent in what is good, be innocent of evil, and the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. And I thank you that that oppression that feels so heavy is actually below us. So we put on a praise and we break the spirit of heaviness and we step on it in Jesus' name and we say we are not the depressed, the oppressed, the discouraged, or the hindered, but we are the liberated, the freed, those that have been given joy, those that have been given beauty for ashes, those that have been encouraged in the Lord. And we break discouragement and fear in Jesus' name. God's word says there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. We cast it out in the name of Jesus. Get your hands off our children. Get your hands off our family. Get your hands off the Christian community. We won't cower in fear for the lion of the tribe of Judah has conquered and broken every chain in the name of Jesus. We break fear in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, come and receive prayer. Come and receive freedom today in the name of Jesus.
Those that are praying are going to continue to pray. I'm going to share a couple of thoughts with you. And we'll start wrapping up. I, I encourage you. I, God's been healing people and setting people free. Please put it on the miracle wall. Uh, there is something about writing down what God's doing for us. It helps solidify it. It just, it just does that for us. So um, as he's touching you, I don't want you to miss out on that. Just put it on there. Put it on that wall and testify to what God's done for you. Let me share, uh, let me share three verses with you and then I'll bless you, okay, for whatever else God has for you today. Look in John 21, 25. So beautiful. This is the last verse the Apostle John shared at the end of his gospel. It's such an interesting way to wrap up a testimony of Jesus. And he said, Jesus did many other things as well. How many remember that Jesus fed 5,000 plus? 4,000 plus. Do you remember that every funeral Jesus showed up at, he caused a problem because he had a tendency to, to raise the dead? What was his first miracle? Anybody remember that one? And he, what did he do? He turned water into... It's, how many of you always you quoted that to your parents? How many you quoted that to your parents? One of the first verses that we learned, isn't it? So, um, believe it or not, Jesus was an assembly of God. Okay? He was an assembly of God. Turn water into wine. I mean, we could do this all day. He, he opened deaf ears. He opened blind eyes. Um, I've always loved the story of blind Bartimaeus. And he cried out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And it says that when, when the crowd recognized and they said, Hey, he's heard you. It says that he threw off his cloak. And when I hear that, I'm like, what a step of faith. How many know if you're blind and you throw your cloak down? You're going to have a hard time locating that thing later. I, I just, when I hear that, I'm like, what a step of faith. I don't know if you know this, by the way, at that time, if you were blind, your cloak had like a special color or it was made a certain way so that when people saw you approaching, they would already have, they would know that you were blind so that maybe they were a little more gracious if you walked into them. So not only did he cast it down, I mean, who knows where it's going to be later, right? But in some ways, he was casting down something that identified him with blindness. I, I don't want to be identified with blindness. I want to be identified with being able to see. And I, I, you know what I mean? I don't want to be identified with my hurts and my pains. I want to be identified with my Savior who frees me and, and, and liberates me. And so I, I just, I mean, we could do this all day. And I, and I won't because you have ham in the oven. Because it's Easter and it's what you do. But I think it's interesting that it just says Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, notice it's not literal because he just says, I suppose... He's not saying literally, but he's saying, I suppose that even the world would not have room for the books that would be written. In other words, he's saying, we've just given you a sliver. We've just given you a highlight of what he's done. And if I really had time, I, I, don't, I think I'm going to run out of ink. If I really had time to share everything with you that Jesus did, why do I, why do I share that? Because I want you to know, Jesus, there's always more there's not less, there's always more. 
And if you think you know everything about him and can quote off all he's done, you don't know the half of it. The stories haven't even been told yet. You are yet to meet people one of these days in heaven when they tell you what Jesus did for them and you're going to be like, wow, you didn't even make the gospels. You got cut out of the final draft. But what an incredible story that you have. Now, not only does, do we get to learn this about Jesus, but look in Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 through 8. Only a couple of more verses. As you go, it's a good one to share toward the end of a service. How many of you know that when I say as you go, there's hope? Okay? Jesus says to his disciples, as you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. What's the Greek word for kingdom, Faith Chapel? Basilia. We like to say basilia. It means authority. It means kingly authority. What this is literally saying is the authority of heaven has come near. And because it has, don't just proclaim the message, then do this. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. I want to talk about that last part there for a second. Did you know that the disciples received stuff even though they were still messed up? They still fought about who the greatest in the kingdom was. One day, James and John came to Jesus. Lord, would, and their mom helped them. Jesus, would you grant this request for my boys? How do you know that mamas get a little crazy about their boys? Jesus, would you grant, would you just grant this request about my little Jamie and my little Johnny? Well, well, what's the request? Can one of them sit on your right and one on your left in your future kingdom? They're just so special, little Jamie, little Johnny. It's amazing. It says that Jesus looked at James and John and said in the Greek, you spoiled brat. No, 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 I, I won't add anything to it. He didn't say that. He looks at them and he's like, if you want to be the greatest in the kingdom, you've got to be the least. You've got to serve everybody. Those spaces, they're, they're for the people that my father's reserved them for. That, I'm, not, I'm not handing that out because your mommy asked before Simon's mommy. Okay? These disciples were a mess, but it didn't stop that they operated with this authority. And if you're visiting today and you're like, these people are a little crazy. It's true. It's true. Um, by the world's definition. But by the definition of heaven, this is really normal. And we want more heaven normal. We want more heaven normal. We don't believe that this message is just a promise. We actually believe it's a command. We're supposed to contend for this all the time. And Jesus said, I've given it to you, so give it away. I'm going to just share this. How many of you have ever received a physical healing in your body? Just... Look, look around. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. I love this church. All right. Let me, let me just tell you something. I don't know why it works this way in the spirit, but I've, I've noticed this over the years. Let's say that your shoulder was healed from an injury. Somebody prayed over you and your shoulder was healed. What you've received, you can give. When you hear that somebody has a shoulder issue, you need to be the first person to step over and pray for them. I was listening to a guy that, that I like to listen to speak every once in a while, and he went to a church, and they walk in, and one of the guys walks up and says, hi, I'm an elder. He goes, well, it's nice to meet you. And he goes, I'm an elder of tumors. What? I'm an elder of tumors. 
What do you mean you're an elder of tumors? Oh, we've just noticed that I have a tendency when I pray for people with tumors, they go away. So I'm an elder of tumors. Then he met, he met the elder of migraine headaches. And he met the elder of joint pain. And I don't know what it is. The, the kingdom of heaven's a mystery. That's why it's not just about connect cards and Easter eggs. Because it's mysterious. It's resurrection isn't once a year. Jesus didn't die this year, guys. He's always He's been alive for 2,000. You're right back at the right hand of the Father. He's alive, okay? And it's mysterious that we're called to walk in this, not just at Christmas and Easter. Have you ever been accused of being a creaster? <laughs> right? It, it's, it's not just twice a year. This is an opportunity every day. And I, for whatever reason, yes, we all have gifts of healing. Every one of us, I don't operate in that gift. You can. And if you've ever been healed in an area, please be the first person to pray for somebody else with that issue. Because you'll just find your odds will go up. It'll start five out of 10. Then it'll work to seven out of 10. Next thing you know, everybody you pray for with that area is going to be healed. It's just the way the kingdom is. Last thought is this, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 3 through 5. This is, a, this is a pastor speaking. This is Paul writing the church in Corinth. He started that church, but what kind of a crazy person would start a church? Going to a new community, no money, all the promises of God and start a church. What, who would do that? And Paul did it. And he trained them and he prepared them and then he went off to start another church. And by the way, this new church in Corinth, they didn't have a copy of the Torah because they weren't Jewish in their worship. So... They just had a tendency to sit around and talk about the things that Paul taught them. And things got a little crazy at that, in that year. And he had to write them and straighten a lot of things out. And he said, hey, when I came to you, I came in weakness with great fear and trembling. And I'll guarantee you, I feel that way a lot when I step up to this platform. Because all of us are, I'm not making light of anything. We all face stuff that others of us don't get or understand. We don't get it. You carry hurts, you carry struggles. I carry hurts, I carry struggles. We haven't been in each other's shoes. Listen, there are people in this room, you've been abused. You've been mistreated, you've been lied to, you've been betrayed. And how's one person gonna come up and be able to touch that? I, we come with fear and trembling, not with wise and persuasive words, but you know what? If we come with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, our faith won't rest on human wisdom, but our faith will rest on God's power. And I, as, as a friend in the Lord, want to do a good job communicating the scriptures, but your faith better not be from anything I've persuaded you to. I want to lead you into an encounter with the powerful God, the one who's seated on a throne, high and exalted, who was and is and will always be, who's never been caught off guard, who was here before the beginning and then he created the beginning and he'll be here after the ending because eternity continues. The heavens are his throne and the earth is his footstool and yet his eyes range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him and he even knows how many hairs that you have on your head. I get it. For some of us, it's easier. I get it. But he loves us. And he calls us by name. He didn't create you because he was angry with you. He creates you because he loves you. And he didn't create you to keep you away. He created you to bring you near.
And I'm going to ask, is there anybody in this place today that you're saying, you know what, Pastor Brad, I want to follow Christ. I'm not asking you to pray a sinner's prayer. You know why? Because Jesus didn't either. Jesus didn't teach us the sinner's prayer. Jesus didn't teach us that stuff. He said, follow me because the kingdom of heaven is near. Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me and enjoy the journey. I don't know what it's going to look like for all of you, but I know that there's an invitation to follow him. He's so good, you know, to some people that when he reaches out to them, to a woman that's caught in adultery, he says to her, hey, I'm not here to condemn you, but walk away from the sin choices. Completely different than the way he called out to somebody else. Did you know that Mary and Martha and Lazarus were from a rich family? Do you know that about them? They were wealthy. And yet he never said to them, hey, if you want to follow me, give up your wealth. And yet to that rich young ruler, remember that story? Lord, I followed all your commands. Jesus said to him, well, if you really want to follow me, set your money down. How come he didn't ask Mary and Martha and Lazarus to give up their money, but he asked the rich young ruler to do it? It's because he goes to the heart of what all of us need. And that rich young ruler had put wealth on the throne of his heart, so he had to go to that place so that he could move in there. He, he, all of our stories are different, and yet they have the common thread, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Is there anybody in here that you haven't followed him, but today you're like, PB, I want to follow Jesus. I want to, I want to commit to start following Jesus. If that's you, just lift up a hand that today's your day. God bless you. Is there anybody else? Today's your day. I want to follow him. You're not going to get everything right. That's okay. I don't get everything right. I don't even get everything right when I'm up here preaching. I know that's hard to believe with the anointing that's on my life. I know that's hard to believe. No, we don't get it right. But we follow. And we want him. And there are times that my eyes drift to the right and I say, no, Lord, I don't want the world. I want you. And I want all that you have to offer. Be the king of my life again today. Be the king of my heart again today. Would you just say that? Say, Lord, be the king of my life today. Be the king of my mind today. Be the king of my soul today. Because you are the king of kings today. Amen. 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 Let's stand together. I'm going to bless you guys. I'm going to bless you guys. Have I met most of you before? Um, I don't know if I've met everybody. Did, do some of you know that I struggle with a little ADD from time to time? Um, I turned around thinking that I was going to see Mary and Cassie sitting on that bench and it was Matt and it scared me to death because <laughs> I so expected to see Cassie I was like wow yeah so uh, not a good transformation for Cassie today I don't know I mean we love Matt but let's be real okay don't know for sure what happened there um, uh, listen um, I had some, one of our guests, he's been coming for a couple of weeks after the first service, he said, where's your offering box? 
I'm like, that's a pretty good sign that we don't, you know, like beat it over your head. Make sure you drop off your money. I, I thought that was pretty cool. We do believe in giving because dollars convert into people coming into the kingdom of heaven. And that's, that's what it's about. And the offering box is next to the, uh, to the sound booth where John Pyron not only does the audio ministry, but he has a chain from his wrist to the offering to, per- no, um, honor God with your giving. I will mention it today because we're in the season of Passover. And according to God's word during the season of Passover, his people always brought some extra for the poor and the hurting. And last week, Beth and I put extra in. And if you've got just a little, if you got PBL, I got extras, extra $10. Mark it on your envelope. Passover are for those in need. Okay. And drop it in there. And you know what we do? That Passover offering, we take half of it and we send it to a ministry that's helping the broken and the poor and the needy right in Jerusalem. Isn't that awesome? Because God blesses us for taking care of orphans and widows. And he blesses us for blessing Israel. So we do that. What, what do you do with the other half of it? We use it to minister to the needs of the people here. And obviously, honor God with your tithes and your givings. But I'm just mentioning Passover, just so you know. Next week, the message is entitled Open Heavens. How many want an infilling of the Holy Spirit? We're going to talk about an infilling of the Holy Spirit next week. We're going to release that out in a new and fresh way for you. And it's an opportunity for you to be filled. And this is the last thing I'm going to mention. And then I'll bless you and you can leave and we can go eat. Okay? We got a bunch of people coming to our house too. So, all right? So I'm going to let you know this. In two weeks, I'm starting a new series. How many of you have ever asked this question? If God loves everybody and if God's so merciful, how could he flood the entire earth? Has anybody ever asked that question or been asked that question? All right? We're going to dig into it. We're going to spend a few weeks on a series entitled, As in the Days of Noah. And I'm going to walk us through in the scriptures why God flooded the earth and how we can actually see his redemption and his love in that. By the way, to prepare yourself, read Genesis 6, where it talks about the angels of God cohabitating with the daughters of men. Wow. Easter sum up. There's some crazy stuff in scripture. It's better than Jerry Springer. So we're going to answer some of the crazy questions from God's word that you're like, why did he do that? We're going to tell you why. And we're going to learn from it. And you might go, I can never go back there again. That's cool. That's all right. We just want to equip you with the knowledge. Okay. God, we love you. We honor you. And I thank you. I thank you for the gifts of healing that have taken place today for the gifts of freedom. I thank you that the spirit of fear has been crushed, that depression and anxiety has been crushed. I thank you that knees have been healed, that blood has been healed, that oppression has been broken, that diabetes has been annihilated. I thank you that arthritis has been cursed. I thank you that you've touched the lives and the bodies of your people. I thank you that somebody else today said, I want to follow Christ and made a declaration that you're his king. I thank you for that. And we honor you and we glorify you. And now I bless your people. Bless them when they walk in a room and bless them when they walk out of a room. 
I pray that you'll open doors for them that no man can close and that you'll shut doors that no man can open. I pray that their souls will prosper and their lives will prosper. I pray that they'll walk in divine health and divine wisdom. I ask that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would be released upon them and that when they wonder what to do, that they will clearly hear you say what they should do. I ask that their eyes would be opened up to visions and that they would dream dreams from heaven. And I cancel the assignment of the enemy against the lives of your people. And I pray for a fullness of your Holy Spirit upon your sons and your daughters. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. He's alive. Have a great day today. God bless you guys. Thank you.